0: Support for this podcast comes from Avature ATS, an applicant tracking system that redefines user experience for candidates, recruiters, and hiring managers. Just listen to one of the many ways in which L'Oreal USA has improved their hiring process with Avature, as told by Edward Dias, Director of Recruitment Intelligence and Innovation.
1: Since we've been using Avature ATS globally, we have been able to massively improve our communication rate with candidates during and following their application. Uh, before, over a million people worldwide would never get contacted, um, but with the smart automation and flexible processes, we've been able to change that. And that's been a huge achievement.
0: Visit avature.net, that's A-V-A-T-U-R-E dot net, to learn why global market leaders like L'Oreal choose Avature to extend the candidate experience from shoulder tap to first day. There's been more of scientific discovery, more of technical advancement and material progress in your lifetime and mine, than in all the ages of history. Hi everyone, this is Matt Alder. Welcome to episode 147 of the Recreating Future podcast. I was looking back through the past episodes of the show recently, and I realised that very few of them have been dedicated to the evolution of methods and technology in assessment. To help me put this right, my guest this week is Bas van der Hattred. Bas is an independent consultant who has badged himself as a professional snoop. He spent the last couple of years doing a deep dive into emerging assessment tools and has some fantastic insights to share. Hi, Bas, and welcome back to the podcast.
1: Thank you. Pleasure to be here, man.
0: Um, a pleasure to have you back on the show. But for those people who don't know you, could you just introduce yourself and tell everyone what you do?
1: Well, my name is Bas van der Haartout. I'm uh, Dutch. I'm, uh, my business card says I'm a professional snoop, which basically means I put my nose into everything I find interesting on, on the entire talent and mostly talent acquisition spectrum. Um, I've been running a Dutch research on the candidate experience, digital candidate experience, for over a decade now. And the last couple of years, I've been fascinated by all the new assessment technology that's out there, which helps us select better people. So you... You know, as you say, you're kind of best known
0: for the digital candidate experience, and uh, you know you you've run a very sort of series of successful events on um, um all around uh, what employers do with their with their career sites and and some awards as well so why um why did you sort of choose to um, look into the whole area of assessment?
1: Well, um, I've been um, focusing mainly on getting in as many candidates as we could by improving your recruitment site. Uh, writing better vacancies. And uh, it, it just, in many cases, it's improved the number of applicants dramatically. And then you've got a selection problem. I think uh, it's probably best described by an actual situation I was involved in last year. I was uh, doing an interim stint at a, a university Um, We used Textio to rewrite uh, a specific vacancy um, for a PhD job, which they expected to have very few good applicants on. Um, We also improved the the candidate experience on the website a bit. And all of a sudden we had like 240 people applying to the job. And then we had a selection problem. And now if you're looking at, um starting jobs, which is a PhD, but also a traineeship, is um a resume already has very few, very little uh, uh predictive value about how well somebody's gonna perform. But when somebody just graduated, there is no predictive value in there whatsoever. So we needed to look at something else, and one of my projects there is now actually looking at what data does predict a good PhD and assessment tooling uh, uh, is one of the pieces that you need in there
0: now um you know i've known you for quite some time and i know that uh when you when you kind of get your teeth into looking to something you uh you know you you do it in kind of uh you know great detail to 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 great effect so i mean can you sort of tell us um you know what what have you find out what have you found out about um, the assessment marketplace, um, you know is it something that's changing as, as, as rapidly as, as other areas of um, recruiting and recruiting technology?
1: Um, well as far as the technology goes, it's changing even faster than most of it. As far as adoption goes, it's not changing as fast as um, it should. Um, it's probably changing at the same rate on um, we're, we're, we're early stage when it comes to adoption. So what I found was um, that the old way of assessing is actually scientifically not that valid. If you look at the questionnaire-based assessments, there's a lot of things to do about them. Recently, The Guardian wrote an uh, excellent piece on how they were uh, actually sexist, that the exact same answers for men gave a different uh, uh, outcome as a character was was, uh, derived for a woman which is, of course, amazing, um, and um, what, one of the most important pieces of research i found uh, in the last couple of years was that if an assessment is done, a questionnaire-based assessment is done uh, for development purposes, the, um, the outcome is different than when it's done for application purposes which means that you can't really validate on these are good uh, people working for us. You know, these are uh, our best account managers or our best recruiters, and that's the character they need. And then we ask people who are applying to give us um, an assessment of their character. But it turns out uh, the applicants uh, are usually more, to put it in colors, more blue and more red, more task and more um, goal-oriented than they actually are. So um, what I was looking for was, is there a better way to assess? And next to that, the main question is, do you actually want somebody um, having half an hour to, to 45 minutes answering really boring questions? And the answer was, yes, uh, there is. And there are actually, I've um, kind of put them into four quadrants of of Tooling. The one is the really specific job-centric tasks. So you can have a developer, an IT developer, do a development task and see if he can actually uh, program, which is very task-specific. Really cool for some things. Uh, One of the tools I love in this piece is um, Harvard. They do it mainly for uh, call center jobs. And they manage to reduce the the, the, uh, attrition from over 100 to less than 20% everywhere they are are implemented. So if you're talking about implementation, um, the low-end jobs like call center and and retail sales, it's big there. The high-volume jobs. Um, Another piece of really interesting technology is the linguistic-based. Um, another part I am really into is the micro-expression. And uh, the fourth one is the game-based uh, technology, which um, all three of them are much less um, manipulable, so to say. You can't really be anyone else than you are with this technology. We don't know how to make us ourselves look better. So you get a more... Um, truthful experience a more truthful report about the person applying and usually it's more candidate friendly as well so that's why i'm um, really into this i love matching actual talent to actual jobs so so you mentioned um
0: the, the, those sort of three other types there linguistic um, micro expression and uh, gaming based assessments could, could you just give us a quick overview of each of those categories so everyone can kind of understand what's 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 meant by that
1: well micro expressions uh, let's start with those is um, it has to do with your facial expressions but not the expressions we can see with the naked eye so not uh, the blinking. But to give you an example, my left eyebrow uh, really vibrates in certain situations. And together with, but it does that in 0.3 seconds. So the bit rate of your eyes is too slow to see it. But if you uh, have a video that goes frame by frame, it's noticeable. Together with the fact that my uh, right corner of my mouth uh, twitches a bit, it means I can be very unpredictable to certain other character types. Um, if you put all of those together and there, there's there's really a lot of research and it's, it's not as easy as, as I explained it right now, but, but um, you know this is dumped down. Um, you can actually make a complete character assessment about somebody's natural way of communicating. And it's really good, for example, to look if you want a diverse team with um, main character traits. So in in an HR department, you want some people who are human centric, but you also want some people who are analytic centric. And you want some people who are, uh, let's get this thing on, you know, doing it centric. You can actually assess those, but you can also assess the potential communication problems they will have and address them before they have them. That's why I love micro expressions. And the beauty is candidate journey wise, it takes you about three minutes of video so it, it's really easy to do in an application the linguistic uh, version looks at how you write things not as much what you say a bit but uh, the type of words you use so um do you use a lot of verbs do you use a lot of i or more we and and uh, it's 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 a really uh, interesting way of, of looking at at um the way it works your, your character is directly linked to the, way, uh, to the type of words you use. So based on that, you can actually, by having somebody write a few sentences, about 150 words, you can have a character assessment of those people on the big five. And the fourth one, uh, or the third one, depending on how you want to say it, is the game-based. You actually have somebody play a game, and the way you play those games tells you a lot about the person as well. And these game-based have uh, both psychometric traits they can measure, but also cognitive traits. And uh, to give you an example, and I know you have a lot of uh, uh, UK listeners who, in general, are very soccer-minded, a few of the Dutch uh, professional teams actually use a game-based assessment now to uh, put youth players on different positions of the field because the way their brain works, they're better suited as a defender or as an attacker or as a defensive midfielder, for example. In my case, because I I tested all of these, it, for example, said I would be lousy as a defender because when I make a mistake, I always keep on blaming myself. So when I lose a ball, I first start blaming myself for a few minutes and then probably the opponent has scored already. Um, So, it, it literally said, you shouldn't be a defender. Yet my anticipation is really high. And um, I also have a really good, uh, I'm really quick to process new information. So I would be very well mentally playing uh, as a, as a Spielmacher, so to say, as an um, offensive uh, midfielder. Yet, of course, I lack all physical Skills to be any good soccer <laughs> player, but mentally, I would my, my my brain fits perfectly at what we call the ten position.
0: I mean, that's there's some fascinating stuff there. Um, you know, not not just about uh your uh your your mental tendency to soccer positions and and your left eyebrow eyebrow, which was uh which is really interesting. <laughs> um, but 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 I suppose uh you know what a what a lot of people the question that a lot of people. Um, will ask is about the actual uh, effectiveness of um, some of these some of these techniques, um, um, you know, all all of which, to a greater or lesser extent. Uh, are driven by technology um you, you mentioned that uh, you know ad- adoption um is perhaps slow in this area um you know it are do do these actually work in practice do we, do we do we have evidence that they can help people uh you know find find the right talent for their organization
1: absolutely absolutely the, the, one of the problems, of course, with measuring did we find the right talent is the definition of the right talent, which which most people don't have any definition of quality of hire. But if I look at, for example, uh, Harvard, which I mentioned before, if your attrition goes down from over a hundred to under twenty percent, you're saving millions. So that that's the the the, the best case. Um, I know, for example, Unilever is using uh, both um, micro expressions as well as game-based assessments for their traineeships. And what I've heard is that Grant Thornton in the UK is using um, gamified or, or game-based um, tests to uh, for their internships. And what they've noticed is that they are getting a much more diverse group of people, <clears throat> mainly and, and not as much diverse as in ethnicity, but also from... Um, well, the wrong end of the street, people who, who didn't have rich parents. And it turns out these people are actually as good or even better at the end of the traineeship. And they stay longer at the company and they have higher uh, margins and higher turnover than um, the other uh, uh, than the normal people they hired based on resume, based on their academic credentials. So what Grant Thornton actually told me is that they've canceled the entire idea of the resume. For their internships they don't even look at if you've graduated anymore no it's it's really interesting stuff actually and it's
0: certainly something that i've been seeing a seeing a lot of in fact um when we were researching the 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 book we looked at um you know some of the um, the evidence around these sort of new new ways of assessment and there is some really interesting really interesting things out there um i suppose my my next question is that um you know lots of employers will kind of be um you know probably will have been very settled for a number of years on the type of um you know assessment tests that they that that they do um and uh you know many may be looking to sort of change and, and looking to sort of research this uh uh you know this new new brave new world of um um assessment technology what what would your advice be to an employer who's looking to kind of uh review uh review how they do this and the the technology they use i mean what what kind of questions should they ask themselves and and what kind of questions should they be asking potential suppliers?
1: Well, um, to ask themselves, uh, I think the most important question you need to ask yourself is, um, right now you're doing the assessments usually on in the last stage of recruiting. And, um, how many really talented people have you, uh, discarded based on the fact that they couldn't write the right resume or all kinds of biases you have based on resumes. um, So how much more talent can we actually get in by putting the assessment much more to the front of the uh, reviewing process before we already deselected people? Um, And um, the next question is, can we do that financially neutral? uh, And usually the answer is yes. But the most important one you need to ask yourself is, What's the most important quality for succeeding at this company in this job? Is it cognitive? Is it psychometric? Um, And and can we have some form of measurement of actually successful people versus unsuccessful people in certain jobs? So can we benchmark? And what they need to um, ask the suppliers is, can you measure this? How do you measure this? And um, usually all of them will say yes but you do need some common sense and you need to ask yourself um, two questions. First of all, do I I trust the outcome of this tool? And second of all, will our applicants trust the outcome of this tool? That's why, for example, at the university, we discarded uh, the linguistic-based one because um, we were afraid um, that many people... um, Despite the fact that there's already 70 years of academic research into this, it's so unknown that we were very afraid that uh, the potential PhD candidates would not trust the outcome. And that's
0: an important part as well absolutely that you know that that makes perfect sense and i think it's uh, you know i think it's great advice so just a, a sort of a final question in, in in your research what did you know what what did you find out about where we're going next um obviously a lot of this stuff is um is is pretty advanced already but i'm sure that there are uh you know interesting developments on the in the in the pipeline whether that's with uh, with robots or virtual reality, or you know whatever it might be, did you did you kind of spot any uh, future trends that you're going to keep an eye on?
1: Well, uh, honestly, I think much of this already is future trends, and mainly what I'm um, where I think we're going is actually integrating the different forms of assessment. So you can have. Um, I found in my research that every type of assessment, like linguistic, has uh, its pros and its cons game base has its pros and its cons. Micro-expression has its pros and its cons. And if you put them all together, you'll have a total picture. And I think that's where we're going right now. And I think we're also going to a more seamless integration with the normal world. So you don't actually need uh, to have somebody write something. You might be able to get his social media postings or uh, other things he or she has already written and make uh, a profile out of that. Um, I know that somebody once did a micro expression profile for me based on videos I had online from giving lectures which basically means I don't even have to answer the questions, you can just assess me which does bring up some GDPR and and uh, privacy issues of course. But um, And if you then have me play some games and you will have a complete and total picture of who I am, I think that's where we're going to. Um, As far as the the, the virtual reality assessments are uh, really cool at, um, I've seen some really nice ones of actually feeling what it's like to be discriminated. So um, I've seen a really cool one um, from... um, about um, you put on your VR glasses, you're in a meeting room, and all of a sudden uh, somebody asks you, you know, in, your task is to, to chair the meeting. And somebody walks in and says, um, have you got the coffee yet? And then you walk by a mirror and you see you're a woman. And all of a sudden you're treated like, in general, a woman is treated uh, in a meeting, which is really amazing for a man to experience, I can tell you
0: ah interesting that that is really interesting so um are you um are you publishing this research anywhere can can people find it and and also you know wh- where can people find you online
1: well i've i've made a map of all the tools which are available there and there is going to be live soon as soon as i also have an english language site uh on nl, that's my last name right now it's on linkedin and um I'm going to be talking about this uh, a lot. I'm at the Social Recruiting Days in October in Berlin. And of course, uh, September 20th, there's TA Live, Talent Acquisition Live in Amsterdam. And if somebody meets me at Unleash in Amsterdam, I'm there as well.
0: Bas, thank you very much for talking to me. Thank you, Matt. My thanks to Bas. You can subscribe to this podcast in iTunes or via your podcasting app of choice. The show also has its own dedicated app, which you can find by searching for Recruiting Future in your app store. If you're a Spotify user, you can also find the show there. You can find all the past episodes at www.rfpodcast.com. On that site, you can also subscribe to the mailing list and find out more about working with me. Thanks very much for listening. I'll be back next week, and I hope you'll join me.
1: This is my show.